Hi, everybody. It's episode 481 of PodQuest. Hey. It is Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, I'm here. Are you? <sighs> kind of. Not all, not all the way. No, you're you're always somewhere else. A- absolutely. Absolutely. I can't... You have, you have the attention span of a gnat. Uh, you'd be lucky. <laughs> oh, man. It got cold today. It's, I'm in a hoodie. It's freezing. Well, it's not freezing, turn, but it's chilly. Turn the heat on. Fuck that shit. Also, um... Turn your oven on. <laughs> uh, it's it's also... Hold on. Let me... Let my nest pull up. It's also 65 degrees in my house, which is barely where it would be if I had the heat on anyway. So, it's fine. Man, you... This guy and not one in the living comfort. Right? I'm actually comfortable. You just said you were cold. Uh, my hands are cold. That's not comfort, then. It's fine. It's fine. It's gonna it's gonna impact your game playing. Your streams are gonna suck now. No, no, not really. I'm playing You're a like, lot of my streams already suck. It's <laughs> fine. Well, that's that's for one, yeah. But also, like, I'm I'm playing Sea of Thieves, which I mean, it doesn't matter. That's on controller, so that's fine. Everything else is slow ass games. Baldur's Gate and uh, uh, we we were here together might be a little bit need to be a little bit faster, but it'll be fine. I'll be fine if need be. I'll put on gloves, but uh, I won't. I'll be fine. That's you fine. need to get those gamer gloves. No, I mean maybe, but no. That's for like. I mean, I probably could go with using those gloves and help with circulation and shit like that. Especially since I sweat in my hands when I'm gaming, but like then I might sweat more because I'm wearing gloves. Well, no, like, have you have you seen, like, the gamer gloves? Like, kind it, it leaves, like, your fingers out? They're, like, yeah. compression gloves, basically? Yeah, they're for, like, to prevent arthritis and stuff like that. I don't really know, but I've seen them. I've just never, never bought them. Well, you're a gamer. You should buy them. So are you. Yeah, but you game on the internet. Yeah, but... I purposely don't. I mean, true, but... Like, every streamer I've ever seen wears gamer gloves. I don't... I've never seen a streamer wearing gamer gloves. I've seen at least three. I've seen zero. Well, you're not watching real streamers, then, is what I'm hearing. Uh, I mean, I'm watching smaller streamers, so you're right. That's your problem. You got to watch the big ones that are that are sponsored by the gamer gloves because they all wear them. Exactly, they're, <laughs> they're wearing them because they're sponsored. If 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 a gamer glove company wanted to sponsor me, I'd wear them. Well, reach out to them, ask them to sponsor you. I don't get enough viewership you, for that. You're you not. No. You, you got to make moves to make anything. I don't get viewership to get sponsors. I don't have enough viewership. But this for is sponsors. how you get viewership. You get sponsors. It it's like basketball. You need the khakis to get the girls. No. No, you need you need the viewers to get the sponsors. Because if you're not getting the viewers, then the sponsors aren't gonna want to sponsor you and no one's gonna come to your stream just because you have just because it's a sponsored stream. You don't know that. I actually <laughs> it's not much, but October is probably the best month I've had in a while. At 4.1 average viewers. And who sponsored you? I sponsored myself. See? Sponsorships work. <laughs> I mean, that's not how that works. Look, why do you think when there's like a tip jar, they always put a couple dollars in there to start so people know? You get a sponsor now, people are like, this guy is important. We're going to watch his streams. Reverse exactly. psychology, man. Maybe. Reverse Maybe. psychology. I had... <laughs> I had almost the same average viewership in June and July when I spent that month off of Twitch than I did, uh, than I've had over the, uh, in August and September. Hey, actually, steady, steady viewership, man. 
It's I it, because I I stream. Let's see, what was the last day I streamed in June? Last day I streamed in June was June tenth, uh, which was my uh anniversary stream, and then the first day I streamed in July was July seventeenth, and so I had pretty much the same viewership count. Uh, uh, August August or the end of August August thirtieth to September twenty eighth, I had an average of two point eight viewers. July first through July thirtieth, I had an average of two point nine viewers. I had more viewers in June and July than I did in September, and I streamed a lot more in September. You know, it doesn't th- that would impact the average though, because fewer streams means that you had more people on those streams. Um, I mean, it it would fewer streams would just mean that, but yeah, but I had fewer people coming to the streams as well. What it is? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got you got to start playing like the like the risque games. I think no, like no. Maybe, maybe play maybe do a month of Galgun. No. Drew, what do you think? Month of Galgun? February. February. All Galgun all the time. All dating sims. <laughs> no. But like I... like play the board. Like like do the bird dating sim. Uh-huh. Do the dad dating sim. Mm-hmm. Look, like I, I just I just did a month of games with dead in the title and I'm drained. Like, how about how about a look, February. A month of games with daddies. I mean, here's the thing. I could I could say that and figure it would be like God of War. Um, shower with uh, your dad simulator. Exactly. I've I've had enough of that game playing it once. The dad dating sim. Dream daddy. Yeah, that one. No, see, now you're getting just too far into like being daddy specific. Like, but that that's the thing. You you got to go both ways. No, you got to lure them in with like the God of War, and then slip in the dream daddy. I'm not slipping <laughs> in anything. <laughs> But but it gives you that variety. Well, not you're not just playing zombie you, games. You are game. a variety streamer. I am a variety streamer, and my streams are going to be very variety you, right now. You have with, very little variety. I've I've yet to see you stream a dating sim. I don't. That's I that that's not the variety that I want. I'm I have enough of a variety now, though. Baldur's uh. Gate. We were here. Sea of Thieves. That's a very hard variety right there because it's puzzle game online only game and and western rpg and then i mean i've got i have fucking three technical i guess three rpgs now two rpgs lined up in the next three major games that i'll be playing because but like when are you going to play a, a visual novel where you act out all the parts like not um, act act but like like voices like like be goofy I've I've been thinking of doing that with uh like some of the Phoenix Wright games because I have like the collection on the Switch. But yeah, those, those are solid games. There's also um uh the Danganronpas. Uh, it, it would be that, or I would have to see if I've I'm also thinking because I have a bunch of Telltale games. They kind of I don't know if any of them don't have voice acting. Uh, I think they all have voice acting, yeah. unless maybe you go back to like the really bad ones like Jurassic Park and Back to the Future. Uh, well, I have uh, the Wolf Among Us before those. No, it's not. I thought the Wolf Among Us was no Wolf Among Us was like after Walking Dead. Was Wolf it? Among Us was yeah that came out during like the heyday when they were releasing like a new series every six months. Wolf Among Us just happened to be one of the few good ones. It was like Wolf Among Us, um, like not including the Walking Dead because those were up and down. But uh, Wolf Among Us, Borderlands, and Batman were like the three good ones, and all the rest of them were kind of garbage. I, didn't I realize that the Walking Dead was or that Wolf Among Us was twenty thirteen. I thought that was older than nope. All right, but it, yeah, it's apparently very good though. I mean, because I also have uh, Sam and Max, which I think that is also post twenty. That is, uh, I thought that one was older. I thought that one was like pre Walking Dead. 
I don't know. It doesn't even have a date on the store page of of. Uh, yeah, that was two thousand nine, or no? I'm sorry, two thousand six and seven initially. I but I think it's season three because it's all I have is Sam and Max three hundred one, three hundred two through. Uh, I have um uh yeah I have Back to the Future I believe I I I had a Telltale collection that I bought a while back and I never played any. Yeah, because like their pre stuff they did like Wallace and Gromit. They did a home 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 star runner bone. Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, and then they hit it big with uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Also, just just look them up. Did not realize they have been defunct since fucking 2018. Mm-hmm. Like, how has it been five years since, like, original Telltale shut down? Time, man. Like, holy hell. Time is a weird... Story. Oh, that's right. They did a CSI game. Did they? Yeah. CSI Hard Evidence. Wow. They did. They did a couple Homestar Runner stuff. Like they they did um like a Strong Bad game. Uh, what else did they got on here? Oh, they did a couple CSIs. Good for them. Law and Order. Man, pre Walking Dead, they were making all sorts of fun shit, and then it was just garbage for the most part. Game of Thrones, Minecraft, twenty seasons of The Walking Dead. It's only four, three. Well, it's four plus Michonne, I think. Right. Oh, it's. Three season, three seasons of The Walking Dead plus another Walking Dead that isn't a numbered season, and then there's Michonne. So f- I guess five total. Yeah, they they did a lot of Walking Dead, but yeah. Anyway, visual novels, dating sims, you need you need to branch out. I mean, it, eventually, but like I said, I have three pretty long games lined up right now. One extremely long game, one game that I'm probably gonna hate, and then uh, another JRPG lined up in that order um, based on uh, viewers buying me games and viewers requesting me to play certain games. Um, I forget. What's the game that you're probably going to hate? Shenmue. Oh, right. Yeah, that game's going to... That's going to be rough. Yeah. See, so, Drew, we, what we have to do is we have to actually buckle down and earn those fucking bits or whatever and get Richie to have to play Dating Sims. Yeah, I mean, we could do that. Use the system against him. Uh, that's what it's there for. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's what it's there for. You want me to play a game, come watch my stream and get enough points to make me play a game. That's what it's there for. You want me to actually get to an end of a see, uh, an end of a run in Stardew Valley, spend 10,000 points to have me play it. And and I'll beat it. And by beating it means at the end of 3 years when you see your grandfather. Now, can I add like a stipulation like your grandfather has to like your farm? Uh, it, does he actually get to say whether or not he likes it? I don't know he, how that works. He rates your farm at the at the end of three years, and I think after that, every year he'll come back and he can rate it again. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I would put a lot of attention in and of attention to detail into the farm, but no, like no, no stipulations as to like how the game gets beat. Like I just have to beat the game. I have to play the game, and and the way, quote, roll credits, but if there's a game that doesn't have credits, I determine, I, I figure out and determine what would be essentially beating the game, which I believe Stardew Valley would be getting to the end of three years, uh, being yeah, married, that- like, being married, and and ha- and being able to talk to your grandfather, Whether, whatever comes first, uh, it doesn't matter, but... I, th- I think that the, the grandfather thing is definitely the... The core, like that, that is the end of a run. Cause, like, you don't have to get married. Yeah, you don't have to. But, it, like, to me, that would be that, like, well, no, 
beating the game would be uh, talking to your grandfather and completing the uh, the community center. That would be ending the run. And okay, completing like, the community center, not not cheating like your wife does and just selling out to Jojo Mart. It's actually she, doing the community center. Hey, hey, she did that on one playthrough to see what it's like. She's got like four different farms. She's sold She's out. She's completed it multiple times. She's sold out. You've never even finished a farm. I've never even finished a year. Yeah, see? She's got over a thousand hours in that game. I love that game, but I just, it doesn't hold my attention long enough. Like, I, I will play, that's, that's an incorrect statement. It does hold my attention long enough. I'll play it for like 20, 30 hours. Probably not, not really that much. Maybe like, yeah, probably about 20 hours. I'll get almost to the end of the first year or through the first year, but then something else will come out and I'll just jump right over to that. And then it'll be another year before I think to play Stardew again. And I'll just, well, all right, restart. In six or seven years, when I eventually have enough points to get you to play a game, I'll, I'll get you to beat Dream Daddy. It will, it's gonna, it's not gonna take, it wouldn't take that long. All you gotta do is be there. I stream three, four days a week. Minimum. That's a lot of commitment. No, it's not. You just open it up the screen. Say I'm hi. I'm not and on a computer. <laughs> you don't have to be on a computer. You go, you, your computer's on. You go up to your computer. You click, Dude, hey. I turn, and then I you turn my computer away. off when I'm done work. Turn it back on. That's a waste. No, it's not. Of course it is. How much energy does your computer actually use being on? If it's actually on, like, probably more than you'd think. Especially if, like, I have something running on it. Yeah, I mean, I turn my computer off when I'm done with it. That, I, yeah. It's usually, it's usually, well, not when I'm done with it, but when I go to bed, I turn my computer off. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you, you're, you also use it, like, throughout the day. Like, if I don't, if I don't have work, or, well, I should say, if I don't work from home, um, I don't even turn it on. Like, I, I don't spend time in this room. I don't, I don't want to be up here. Because I work from here 40 hours a week, most weeks. I work from here over 40 hours a week. Yeah. Look, I get, I get it. But, like, I just... I also, like, I have no... Re- like, I've said it before. Like, I don't want to play PC games, so I have no reason to sit in front of a computer. Look, I'm just giving you a hard time and letting you know that if you wanted to get those points, it's not hard. I've I've literally had somebody redeem that thing twice on me now. Well, those people like your streams. Me, me, I will actually probably at least check out when you start playing, like, Baldur's Gate. So yes. I think that's this Sunday you're starting, right? Baldur's Gate starts this Sunday. I'm planning to try to be live by 12 or 1 o'clock. See, I at least look at your fucking schedule. Um, that's because you have to, because I at here or at everyone in now, did you Discord. Now, do you know how many Discord servers I right-click on and just say mark red? Um, can you just really just mark everything red on a Discord? <laughs> yeah, yep. I do it all the time. I didn't know that. I've gone through tons of Discords you- and, like... Actually, I didn't read it, but I would clear out the chat because I didn't know you could right-click and sit, hit mark red. Because there will be, like, weekends where, like, I won't go onto Discord. And then I'll come back and I'll have messages on all my Discords and be like, shit, I have to read, scroll through them all. Yeah, I, I just sent you a thing. That's me right-clicking on your server icon. The very first option is mark as red. It marks all of the channels as red and it gets rid of any notifications. Well, maybe you should mark them blue. Okay. Why would I want to do that, though? Because... I don't know. Why are you marking them red? See, this is why English is a mistake. Just saying. Just saying. I mark them read. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, then that means you have to read them. No, I mark means... them as read. Yeah, you mark them as it's read, different. which means you have to go read them in the future, which means that you should be seeing this. So, again, we already went over this. I actually do look at your schedule when, when you post that <laughs> one. Um, I do generally just... I I actually have... Um, I, I There's a few channels I have muted on, on yours that I just... If notifications come up, I just right click and say red. Yeah. Um, like like the the self promo ones. Like I'm not watching anyone's stuff, so like 
I don't need those. But, like, some people might, so, like, I'm not going to bitch about it. Like, yeah. it's not that hard to right-click and say red. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does me, not. I've, I've had that conversation with some people of just mute the page, mute the channel, if it's yeah, that like, much of a problem. Like, I will say, dis- this is not a, a your Discord issue, it's a Discord functionality issue. The fact that muted channels still show the notification, like, the one, is incredibly frustrating. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't, that's not your fault. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's good that it shows the one because it just means that there was a notification. Like, muting it makes, basically just means that you don't get notifications for it. You're still getting tagged, but that's yeah. why, like, I should probably switch, um, switch that to, uh, for the self promo. I should switch that to, oh no, I do have it on as here. I don't understand what the difference between here and everyone is because it still sends it to. So it's here is anyone that's actively online, which most of us have mobile. So technically, you're always online. You're just idle most of the time. Yeah. But I if just... you, I, I believe if you actually mark yourself as invi- as like offline or invisible or whatever they call it, um, you don't get the at here's. Mm-hmm. Or at least you don't get a notification for at here. It might still highlight it when you go to the server later. Yeah. I don't know. I just know that, like, I'll, I'll adhere everything that's, like, like when I'm posting my, uh, prom, my, my Let's Plays and any shorts or anything, it'll be at here, but it's, when I'm going live, it's at every, when it's announcements and schedules, it's at every. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I don't mind, like, it's easy to, like, you don't have so many channels that it's hard to, to figure that out. There's a few servers where they have too many channels, and when they at everyone, um, it just makes me more inclined to leave those servers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, cause like, I don't want to have to scroll for five minutes to try and figure out what channel you happen to like at everyone in. Yeah. Um, cause servers that big should use fucking roles. Fucking let people opt into your notifications. People don't just assume everyone gives a shit about it. Anyway, Rich, what's on the agenda? Oh, we still got to do that. We're doing a podcast. Um, on the agenda, Drew played some of NHL, uh, I almost said NHL 94, which I'm sure you also did play some of this mo- this week. Uh, NHL tw- uh, 2024. Uh, Cobb played and beat Spooderman 2. And I played some sk- Skitty Skylines, City Skylines um, 2. I almost forgot to write, I almost forgot to say 2 because you didn't write 2 in there, not 32. 2. So I, d- I actually did not know if it was 2 or if it was like City Skylines, like, subtitle. No, City Skylines. And well, I've fine. got I've got some things that I want to say about. And Drew and I will space out. And maybe this is definitely <laughs> you could you you guys even not being players of the game could definitely have conversations about City Skylines too about what I'm going to talk about. Well, you'll see. You'll see. I'll consider it. Anyway, Drew, how is the latest iteration of NHL? Uh, for the most part, it is very much like the last 15 NH. Uh, <laughs> the, the general gameplay is exactly the same. Uh, they although they did actually remove, but are patching it back in the ability to play on any sort of classic controls where you use face buttons to shoot. Oh, they, they got rid of that this year. Yeah. Wow. But a lot of people complain, so they're patching it back in. I mean, it was. It's always fun to like switch to that for like just like stupid like exhibition games. Well, the thing they did put in in place of it was uh they put a number of the deeks as just one button press things on the face button and i don't know i hate that so i have turned that off and just use the 
same settings I've been using since like NHL 08, essentially. Um, it's got some nice presentation things, like uh, in the online mode, like you can customize your like player banner with different things that they put in the store. Uh, that and you unlock all all the things through a store instead of randomly out of the hockey bags you used to earn. Though they still have hockey bags, but they only give you points for the store, and it's a pain to open the hockey bags just to get the one little, oh, here's a hundred token, or whatever. They should just get rid of that. Or let you just mass open all the bags you have at once. Yeah, I hate when games like are just like, yeah, do it one at a time, or something stupid like that. Yeah. Like, if you have six, just open all six. Just put it on one button, let me hold square, and just give me all the things. Maybe, maybe, maybe just, uh, just give you the stuff and not have a loot box, and just give yeah. you the thing, instead I mean, of making yes. me open a fucking loot box, just give me the thing. You want to give me I a under- random reward? Give me the thing. Just- yeah, I understand some people enjoy that sensation, so I, like, you know, it's fine to leave it, let people that want to do it, like, hit circle or square or something, or X, but, like, for the people that don't, just Give us a, give us an op, just like when it comes to, um, looting things in RPGs. Like where there's the, like, hit X to loot each individual item or just, like, hold circle and it get, grabs everything. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me that option. I don't want, I don't want the animation. Just put all the shit into my inventory and I'll go look at it. Yeah. I don't mind it for the club bags. So, like, all we've been playing is mode where you control your one guy and you're on a team with people. We've got, like, seven people this year popping in and out. So, I don't mind it. those bags because they're still oh here's the random assortment of things and i like to be able to see them quicker instead of having to go through into the customization and find each new thing the customization the way they set it up this year is real stupid you have to change things in so many different spots if you want things to be consistent and it's constantly broken like it won't let you change your stick sometimes using it on a different on like your home player you can't then pick the same stick for your away player and like you have to change your name for the away player and for the alternate jersey player it's like cool i could have different setup names for i'm home or away but that makes no sense i'd more like it tied to different uh loadouts and the different player classes it'd be like okay well when i'm my scorer i want some like sharp shooter name or if i'm like my big dude i want like the incredible hulk or whatever that would make sense as opposed to home and away um though like with the good thing with the presentation with the player banner when you score a goal it'll like have your banner going around on the boards oh that's cool yeah and, and like a lot of those things are cool uh, the algorithm for how it decides the play of the period is broken and is almost exclusively hits, which are almost exclusively hip checks because hip checks are broken as fuck. You can start one from like a million miles away, and if you just ever <laughs> so slightly touch the person, you send them flying. It's real bad, um, and especially because now it's a one button thing. Like it's that's kind push. of hilarious. It, it's hilarious, but also can get infuriating. Oh, I can imagine, especially if you're playing online against people. Yeah. Like, seeing some of the highlights after the fact, and dudes, that would just be dead. You'd be dead if you landed the way some of these hits happen. Especially because you you can play without, uh, your character can have no helmet on. There's so many times it'll be, oh, here's the highlight. 
here's a dude getting full-on flipped at, you know, 25 miles an hour and then landing directly on their skull on the ice. It's like, you're dead. You've Your head is split open and you've broken your neck. Like, that, that dude is... Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, like, the game just feels too much the same. And for whatever reason, some people inevitably we play people online who have figured out the cheesiest goals and then when we try to do them just it fixed it yeah i feel like every year like i mean that that game is it's kind of like the the bastard offspring sort of deal of Mm -hmm. the the ea sports titles i feel like every, every year there's just like a weird thing they decide to do with it or a thing that's broken and it's like why can't you guys just iterate like I understand hockey is not Madden, but, like, the game's already there. Just fucking iterate. Uh, yeah. Like, the, the most frustrating part is how broken the creations. I've seen even worse issues people have been having where apparently if you set a captain on your team, it'll completely eliminate you from being able to customize your jerseys. The only jerseys that will work are stock brand and they... People have been complaining about it for a month because the game has been out since the beginning of October. They still haven't fi- figured out how to fix it. That I mean, that sounds like EA too. Like they don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like it. It sucks that there isn't like an alternative NHL game mm-hmm. or like any sports game really. Like there's no alternative for any of them. Yeah, like, there really it's, isn't. It's EA or bust, or uh, or for MLB, it's Sony or bust. Well, yeah. and then basketball's 2K. So yeah. Each of them just has one. Oh, that's right. EA doesn't have fucking basketball anymore. Nope. They kept trying and then kept putting out super shitty games. I think they've put out one basketball game in like the last 10 years. Yeah, I forgot all about all those issues they had. Wow. Yeah, it's like it. It's like they, you know, Madden's the big one. And then they, they sort of like just shit out an NHL game every year mm-hmm. as like an afterthought. It's like, oh, that's right. There, There's like seven people that really like this. Here, go ahead. Pretty much. You know, like, we have fun sometimes, and then some games are, it'll be like, oh, we're getting completely curb stomped by these people who have a stupid trick, and we'll get, it'll be like, alright, that's it, we're done for the night, but, you know, it's hockey. Yeah. But EA really needs to figure it out and change something for next year. They won't, though. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, that's that's the problem when 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 it's one oh. company doing all of the game for all of the sport game um for that one sport they're not going to try to advance they're not going to listen to their to their uh 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 customers because you're still going to buy it next year. So, here's the funny thing. I today I got a survey email from EA uh, for opinions on NHL 24. I got the email at 2 o'clock. I tried opening it. It said I was already taking the survey. Hmm. The very like they can't even send out the, surveys correctly. No, yeah, I finally have been able to get into it. I w- went back and yeah, it works now. But it took hours for me to be able to take their survey about the game. It's like, how yeah. is that broken? That sounds about EA. Yeah, like, ugh. um. So I, I haven't looked at all. Is the is it still sixty or did they bump it up to seventy? No, it's seventy. <laughs> 70 for a sort of broken game. Good job, EA. Uh, and then, you, you know, plenty of people paid $100 to get, like, three-day early access and, you know, a bunch of in-game bullshit, but <sighs> they even sold a $100 version of this. Capitalism sucks. 
Don't you love when you spend the buy the deluxe version for the season passes and whatnot, and probably doesn't really turn out all that worthwhile at the at the moment? Yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. I, I did that with <laughs> City Skylines. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, don't pre-order games unless you know they're gonna fucking win, like Spider Man Two. Um, Drew, anything else you want to say about NHL? Uh, no. There's supposedly a pretty big patch coming out sometime in November. Hopefully that oh. fixes a bunch of stuff, but who knows? Yeah, that's something. <coughs> Hopefully it fixes things and doesn't break other things. It probably will. Un- but... Almost certainly. Yeah. Um. So, since last week, I finished Spider-Man 2. It is all the way done. I got the Platinum. That is not a thing I, I necessarily go digging for, but it's such an easy Platinum that why the fuck not? Um. It's actually one of those nice ones where, kind of unlike the first game, you absolutely do not have to... New Game Plus it, or get gold in any of, like, the challenge missions, because they, they do have a type of challenge mission. They're just not as frustrating as the um, the Screwball ones were in the first game. Yeah. Um, screwball and Taskmaster, both of them. They Like, both of their missions sucked in the first game. I don't... The, I, don't um, I don't remember Screwball. Screwball was, like, the, the weird streamer that, like, right. showed up in the DLC, I believe. Yeah, I remember those ones. I liked and it those was like, ones. See, I didn't like the, like, shitty time challenge, like, combat things, because they, they were all just repetitive. Um, and, like, unfortunately, like, they are time-based um, stuff in, in this one, too. But you don't have to get all gold in them to, mm-hmm. to basically, like, those were the only ways to get certain of the, the currencies in the, in the first game, too, um, for upgrades. And those currencies were used on multiple things. And some of those things were not necessary to get the Platinum. So if you fucked up and, like, say, bought things that weren't required for the Platinum, you put yourself in a bad place to actually unlock all the trophies. And then you'd have to go into the New Game Plus. They did a much better job in this one. Um, I finished the game with more than enough of everything, including um, skill points. Like, I actually, I think you finished the game with, like, five to eight skill points that you can't use. Mm -hmm. Which is weird, but... You know, whatever. I mean, they, um, they they make sure you can uh you can get everything if you do most of things. Well, so if you once you hit level cap, uh, so like every level you get a skill point, and most of the abilities are one skill point to unlock. A couple of them are two, um, and you have three trees. You have a Peter specific tree, a Miles specific tree, and a combined tree. Um, and you it it's not sixty. The, the level cap is also sixty. Mm-hmm. So it's not 60 points to unlock everything. It's like 55 or something like that. Yeah. Which like not a bad thing. Like m- like knowing for sure that by the end of the game if you've done everything, you are fully unlocked is actually kind of cool. Um and same thing with the um like the gadgets and your different um like health and speed and and power upgrades. As long as you kind of like do everything throughout the game, um as it becomes available, you you can easily unlock everything. Like I'm I think I had enough of the one token you get from like the combat missions left over that I could have actually gotten bronze on every one of them and still been okay to unlock everything. Mm-hmm. And like I like that. Like I don't want I don't mind if like some of the trophies are hard to get. And like some of them were harder like doing very specific things in combat um like beating beating guys with certain moves, things like that. But uh I don't want it to be tedious, like, oh, you just didn't do this one very specific thing fast enough, so you have to do it 30 more times until you find the perfect pattern to to get it, to get the extra token you need. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so 
pretty easy platinum. Um, overall, the fantastic game, better than the first one in a lot of ways. Um, I'm going to talk some non-spoiler stuff, and then I pre-recorded some spoiler thoughts to not spoil it for for Richie. Um, so I'll plug that in afterwards. Uh, but so combat is very similar to the first game. Um, did, you guys both played the the first one, right? Yeah. I actually don't know if I've ever wound up going back and playing the first one, but I have played Miles. Oh, that's right. I don't think you did play the first one. I think you did just play Miles. Wait, um, you, you never played the first one? Nah. That's wild. That's Miles just, uh, was the better of the two. I, that Kind of, I saw that sentiment, and I was like, eh, I don't know that I need to go back and play the I don't, first one. I don't necessarily agree. I think they were just... But I'm also the one who turned around and said, oh, all of the Mega Mans are basically the same. Um... And that's what the the these felt like to me. It was like, yeah, it's just they're, they're they're the same. Like they're the same to me. Like there's not enough different for me to say that one's better than the other or not. I liked them so, both, and the one had a really good story, and they both had really good stories, and were both worth playing. So that is true. They they both had very good stories. I think the reason I think Miles is better it had the, it had the good emotional story that that like just Spider Man twenty eighteen had. But everything was more streamlined. Like, everything was paced perfectly. Whereas, because the other game was, like, the big open world game, it's, like, 30 hours, and a lot of that stuff just felt unimportant. See, um, that's that's the thing. You don't like the open world extra bonus shit. I do. And so, for me, I'm like, these games are the same game. It's just one is an expan- one's an expansion of the other, and one to me, one's not necessarily better than the other. They're, they're the same game. But so, as far as, like, the Spider-Man games go, I like doing all the, all the city stuff. It's just, a lot of it felt bloated. Like, finding all the backpacks added nothing to the game. But you know what? In Spider-Man 2, there, there's another, like, find-a-thing quest throughout the city that actually adds something to the game. Like, it's a, it's a fun thing that, when you complete it, happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, a lot of the side stuff, I feel like, in, in, in the second game, is like that. Like, side missions and like the lo- the weird little quests that open up in each of the the different districts they have more of an impact on the game as a whole whereas a lot of the missions in the first Spider-Man game didn't have a lot of impact on anything it was just stuff to do outside of the story um and i th- feel like Miles had that stuff but it had it, it actually fit in with the rest of the narrative of the game and the game was what i think i think with all cutscenes it was under 10 hours right I don't remember. Um, I don't. I don't. It's not that big of a deal to look it up either. But like, it, it was just more streamlined. Like, I think it, if you didn't play 2018 first, I think going back to 2018, the game would feel a little sluggish compared to Miles. Um, but Spider-Man Two takes the best of both of them and makes a far superior game to either of them. Um, it's probably about the same length as the original Spider-Man, um, but it's got all of the the things that both games did really well. Like, all, like I said, all of all the side stuff matters. But you also have a reason to explore the whole city, which I feel like in Miles, you didn't necessarily have a reason to explore everything. Because, um, like, Miles didn't have any of the, um, like, the photo stuff that they had in the first one. I, where, um, I, I did not know that. I don't care about photo stuff, so I didn't know that. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean the photo mode. I mean the, in the first game, one of the side things for the Platinum was taking pictures of different things around the city. Yeah. Like you were supposed like taking pictures of like the um the Avengers yeah, it was Tower. Like taking pictures of the landmarks and things like that. Yeah, and Miles I'm pretty sure didn't have that. And I they, they it didn't 
they didn't do that because, uh, yes, Miles you didn't was need sold. To. It was sold separately. You didn't need to, but it was an expansion. Miles is an expansion. It's sold separately, but it just expands on. It's less than a year. It's like literally months after the story of Spider-Man. Yeah, um, yeah. And and like this up, game uh, takes place like two years later. Yeah, main plus extras is twelve and a half hours. Completionist is about eighteen hours total. But twelve and a half hours for Miles, twenty nine and a half hours for main and extra um, for the uh, game of the year Spider Man, which game yeah, of the year so includes like, all the DLC. Miles is like the average length of like a PS4 era like adventure game, mm-hmm. like your Uncharted and stuff like that. We're usually in that like fifteen hour range. Yeah. Um, and like I think for for the game that it was like that was perfect. Um, Spider Man Two does does take closer to thirty for for everything. But, like, it uses every one of those minutes well, in my opinion. Um, I will say, like, the, the combat is still the same combat, like I, I started to say before. Um, you get less gadgets, though. Or, or like, less, like, cool, like, like weird things to do. Like, I remember in the first game, you had, um, you had that one move where you would just web everybody around you. And, like, it would, like, shoot them against walls and stuff like that. It was, it was a really good way to just take out a whole group of people very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically, you had like a whole gadget wheel, like a weapon wheel, but for Spider-Man gadgets, yeah. that's gone in this one. Um, you just have, um, you've got four abilities mapped to, um, like up, down, left, and right. And you've got four gadgets mapped to the four face buttons for combat that you just, um, you, you activate them by holding L1 or R1 and then hitting one of the, the buttons. So like Miles has all of his Venom Blast stuff and uh Pete has like the um the robot arms that like Pete in um in the MCU has like yeah. the the spider legs that come out of his back that's a lot of his special stuff early on and then when you do have the symbiote suit for for the portion of the game you get some like venomy abilities like you see in the in that one major trailer I don't but like, like I don't like that they made it you have to so you have to hold a button and then press a button corresponding to what you want to use. Yeah, it's it's very it, I, it flows very easily. I, um, I, I don't like it. Like it's one of those like like you know you punch somebody a bunch of times, you hit R one and square, and you shoot them with like the web grapple thing that will pull everybody together. Yeah, um, but in the original Spider Man, you set up your you you picked your it was the the Spider Man the first Spider Man game. It was more like the Batman games where you would pick your gadget and you would plot out how you would attack instead of just going in and being like, all right, the that's one of the reasons I wasn't too thrilled with um, Guardians of the Galaxy's combat system was because it was that it was you had your attacks and then you'd press a button and you'd have your team attack. And I am bad at that. I am bad at remembering to hit a button to do a different attack. I am bad at remembering what buttons to hit to do something like that. So this is very different from the Guardians combat. Um, and it's the game makes it very clear as you're like the, the game kind of holds your hand early on, but not in like an aggressive way. Um, it doesn't give you all the abilities up front and it like it prompts you to use them a few times so that you know what they do and where they're at. Um and it does become second nature as you're playing, like, when you see the little notification that, like, your, like, um, Venom Punch is loaded, you know that it's time to, like, punch somebody a few times and then hit them with a, with one of the Venom Punches real quick. But then, again, my point is that's an extra button I now need to push to remember to do the different things that I can do. And I am bad at that. That is my issue. I, I, I will forget what button it is. I will forget to have to press that button. It'll me- That messes me up. Whereas- it's on the screen. Yes, but it's still, I'm still going to mess that up. I 
cannot explain it. It's just, you know, you can tell me what buttons to press, and I'm still going to second guess what button to press and hit the wrong buttons. So I will say the one nice thing, it doesn't actually matter which thing you set off, except for in one very specific circumstance. In every other one, just throwing a gadget or, like, hitting them with, like, one of the special moves, any one of them is good to use. I usually use a bunch of them, like, kind of just back-to-back because it just, it helps clear out enemies faster. Like, I understand, I, I do understand what you're saying, that, like, it's just a thing that, like, your brain doesn't click with, but, like, the game makes it easy enough, and the regular combat's still the same. It's still, you know, dodge, punch, um, hit them with webs, um, do, like, the web yanks and all that stuff. Yeah, but now, instead of, like, slowing down time and picking the, your gadget, your gadgets are already preloaded on your, are loaded into whatever your loadout is, and instead of having that second to grab your gadget and figure out how you're going to do it. You just have to use it. And it's just, for me, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not going to flow as well. It probably flows better, but for me, and I'm, I might just be one of, I, I may right now just be the vocal minority about this. That kind of gameplay doesn't flow for me. I'm, I'm, I'm used to, I guess, menus. I'm used to being like, all right, let me slow down time and open up my menu to figure out what the next gadget is. Or what would help me out here? Or let me get out of the way, select my next gadget, and use it there. Like, that's... And I, I think that's the thing. Like, this is not the game where they want you to be stopping. Like, because it is supposed to be very hectic and flowy and stuff in combat. So not having to... I'm sure, if, like, from, from the designer side, not having combat literally pause for you to, like, decide what to do is a way to 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 incorporate that. Um I would prefer like having something kind of in the middle. Like I don't, I actually don't like the pausing combat, like slow or slowing down combat stuff. Um, but I do wish that there was still a little bit more variety. Like even if it is a, you have to like swap things in and out and, and have like the button presses, I'd be fine with that. But like there are only four gadgets. Like you get those four gadgets. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so like that's great for like, I mean, it's not great for you, but like for you, that might be easier because. At a certain point, you've only got four gadgets. Like, there's only four possibilities of what to do. Um, whereas, like, I'd like to have more of them and have, like, be able to, like, customize, like, depending on, on the situation. Like, when I'm doing, like, those warehouse sort of missions, like, from the first one, um, where, like, like, it's mostly stealth, I would like having, like, in the, in the eventual thing where I get seen and have to, like, scramble around and fight a bunch of people, I'd like to have one of those, like, web blast things where I can just, like, knock everybody against the wall and web them to a wall and just kind of clear out a space very quickly. But I don't, so I have to, like, make do with other things. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles does have a one-up in those situations. Miles can fucking turn invisible. Um, yeah. And the the game doesn't tell you that until so far into it. Um, I feel like I was playing for hours before the game said I could turn invisible. I happened to just hit up on the D-pad and it happened. I'm like, oh, right, Miles has camo. I was using it for hours before the game's like, hey, Miles can turn invisible. So in this situation, hit up on the D-pad and, and he will blend into the, to the surroundings and you can hide from the people that just saw you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, guys, it, don't, don't have it just there to use if you're going to tell me about it later on. Like, yeah. at least lock it behind, like, the tutorial. But you can't lock um, it behind, behind the tutorial because if it's several hours into the game before you get it and he had it during the first game, like, there's so, no reason to, to not be fair, to use it. it it was mission two, <laughs> um, or it was Miles' mission two. I did all of the side stuff up front. Like these are one yeah. of the few games where I really enjoy the side stuff. So every time I unlocked new side things, I just went and did them for 
until until there weren't any left, and then yeah. I did the next story mission. Yeah. So like it being so late in the game was on me. Um, uh, a couple some some other stuff. I, I actually took notes so that I I wouldn't ramble too much. Um, very similar like the 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 crime stuff in the city. It's you know just like the 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 other two games. There's like five different types of crimes you might stop, so they get a little repetitive over time. Um, but it's it's still fun to just like swing into an area like. If they're in a spot where you can stealth take people down, like, just start picking them off. And if not, just kind of web zipping into them and just, like, demolishing guys is, you know, never a bad time. It does do a similar thing that I, I just find this funny. I, I talk about this with spoilers um, with what I recorded before. But just like in, in the other games, like, as you play through it, it gets, um rather than, like, the enemies getting harder... Um, for no good reason, like, you basically get shown different enemies. It goes from, like, petty crooks to, like, the the people from Silver Sable in, like, the first game. Yeah. They do similar stuff in this game. Um, but at the end of the game, when, like, those enemies are supposed to be, like, gone, they're still the ones that you find doing all the crimes. Like, it, it doesn't revert to, like, the other ones at all. So, like, all, like, the random thugs and stuff are just gone. And it's... I find it very funny. Um, this... I, this is a weird one to say when when I'm not like spoiling it for you guys. The acting this game was stellar. Um, Yuri Lowenthal, the the voice of Pete, is maybe the best Peter Parker that we've had. Okay, like he he nails like the happy go lucky Pete, the kind of like sad responsible Pete, the like angry um symbiote um influenced Pete. Like he he kind of hits all the ups and downs so well. Um, and the voice actor for Miles, um, Naji Jeter is also just like, I actually noticed it when I was, I was reading comics the other day. I'm reading the Miles stuff more in his voice in my head than I am like into the Spider-Verse or anything like that. Whereas like, surprisingly, that's not what I do for Peter. Like I don't hear, even having just played the game, Yuri Lowenthal is not the, the Spider-Man I hear in my head. I actually don't know who I'm, who I'm hearing. Like, Batman is always Kevin Conroy. Like, that's just how I read Batman comics. Um, and now, like, this game is now how I read, like, Miles comics. <laughs> um, yeah. But, like, overall, it's just, it's a really, really well done game. Um, traversal is still fantastic getting around the city. Um, people were complaining a little bit about, like, the web wing stuff. I think it actually adds, like, a fun way to influence your movement through the city. It makes getting back and forth across, like, the water easier. Mm -hmm. Um, if you can't fast travel for one reason or another, 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 um, and it's just kind of cool to like swing off of like a, a really tall skyscraper and then just kind of glide for like 10 blocks and then like swing around a corner. Yeah. Um, you, you, you need to, you need to make, you do more r realistic swinging and fall damage and swing around like that and let us know how that is. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll turn off like those like assist things. It, I I did see some of that. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, there's actually one of the trophies. Um, do, so do you remember in the in the first game there were like the air tricks you could do where like you hold square and then like hit a direction and he'll like flip and twist and do stupid stuff. Yeah, I didn't do them much, but I do remember that. Yeah. So there's actually two trophies related to that in this one. One of them is to do thirty of them in a row without landing. Um, okay. Which like isn't that hard. You basically just pick the tallest building, jump off of it, and start doing front flips. Um, and the other one is um, to fail doing a trick and, like, crash into the ground. Mm -hmm. So, like, at one point, I literally just jumped off a building and started flipping and just didn't stop until I hit the ground. Nice. 
Um, and it just so happened that I hit the ground as a truck was coming, and I actually got fall damage because a truck hit me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that perfect, like, man, what the fuck, everybody? Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of just goofy moments in that. Um, there's a lot of like, just like in the first one, you know, you have Jonah and Danica doing their podcasts popping up occasionally, which I found a little more hit or miss in this one than the first one. Um, a nice little thing they do is with Pete and Miles, if they're Peter Parker and Miles Morales, that's who's, who their subtitles say. If they're Spider-Man, both of them just say Spider-Man. Um, and they differentiate it by Peter has like his costume face next to his and Miles has his costume face. Mm -hmm. So if they're together, that's how you tell which Spider-Man is talking. Um, but they do it even when they're not together. So like if you're playing as Miles and Miles is talking to like, a random guy on the street, all of his subtitles have his face next to them. Nice. Yeah. Nice little touch. That's one thing I like about a lot of these, like, Marvel games that they do, is they will make sure to, in a sense, differentiate between, like, Tony Stark and Iron Man and, and, and Steve Rogers and Captain America. Like, they will change the subtitles based on if you're, like, in the helicarrier or out on field or, like, same with uh, Spider-Man. Like, if you're... In costume or out of costume, it'll it'll change their subtitles. I like that. Yeah. the The weird thing is, they're the the subtitles are very specific about that. But like Pete and Miles just don't give a fuck. Like you go to Pete's house a bunch in this game. You're like you you like literally at one point you walk around holding Mary Jane's hand as Spider Man, <laughs> and it's like, do your neighbors not notice Spider Man literally walking out the front door? Like <laughs> this, is, this is a post Civil War world. Everyone knows who they are. Yeah. It's 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 so weird. Um. I personally didn't notice as many, like, um, Easter eggs for other Marvel heroes, like, in the first one. Um, I did find a rooftop that had a, had a four in a circle for, like, Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And Avengers Tower is still there. Yeah. But I saw, um, I saw online somebody found where, um, Murdoch and, um, Nelson was in the first game. And it's, the building is there and there's still a plaque on the wall, but there's no text on it. Mm-hmm. So people are wondering if, like, something is happening, like, if Insomniac is maybe doing something with Daredevil? No. They just, the thing is, in the first one that was part of the icon location, was taking a picture of that placard. If they're not doing that in this one, then there's no point in having that there. You know that's there. You know that's where it is. You don't the need to The placard is still there, though. It just doesn't have any text on it anymore. I, you don't, you, you know what it's for. Like, I mean, it's also, like, it's, it's, you, since they're not doing the, the pictures for it, then there's no real point to have to, I have to pay for the assets to write down the the name of it, especially if they're not actually in the game. If Nelson and Murdoch aren't actually in the game, there's really no. So I don't disagree with that part of it. There are two other things that that go along with this. Um, there is somebody found like a, like a room that has the hand logo in it, which is the Daredevil villain, mm-hmm. like the ninjas. And, um, so on, I guess it was on Twitter or something like that. Um, the people that found the, the plaque, it got posted and the creative director for Insomniac responded like, oh, that's interesting, which I don't see why they would respond at all if there wasn't something they were working on, whether it's related to the Spider-Man game or related to a different property. Maybe they're working on after Wolverine. Maybe. Cause like Wolverine's, I believe is their next game and they already confirmed that is part of the same universe. Yeah. So who knows? Um, but yeah, that, so I'm going to, at this point, cut in the spoiler talk for Spider-Man 2, so I'll be back in a second, these two guys won't be. Alright, so, 
now that we got those guys out of here, I can talk about spoilers for Spider-Man 2. So I'm recording this a couple hours before we actually record the show. Not sure how much I might retread a little bit of this, um, but with a little more insight since I don't have to worry about accidentally spoiling Rich on it. And obviously Drew doesn't care. So first thing I want to talk about, which I'm probably going to talk about non-spoilery too, is the acting. I thought they did a really, really great job portraying the characters. Uh, Pete and Miles in particular, um, both of them just absolutely killed it. Um, Yuri Lowenthal, he was fantastic as Pete in the first one, and he picked right up from that in this one. But that change into the symbiote-influenced Peter was just so well done because it, it was so subtle at the beginning. But you his his register changed a little bit like his voice went down the delivery of lines got shorter um he it lost some of the playfulness that peter has and i'm not just talking about the the quips and stuff while you're fighting just across the board talking to miles talking to mj talking to harry just him being spider-man him being peter parker his tone changed the way he the way he interacted with things changed and it was very subtle at first and then it it slowly got more and more obvious until we get to the point where he's just shit talking everybody thinking that he's the better everything and being a villain essentially um but even even away from from just uh yuri and and the pete performance um harry was really well done i i thought that harry's whole arc of coming back as the best friend obviously feeling a little not neglected but out of the loop um because pete and mj are together there's this new kid who Miles is a kid, but he still has a he has a very close relationship with Pete that like Harry doesn't understand entirely. And Harry's just like, I came back with this kind of like gift for his best friend in in the the foundation. And I don't think he ever felt that Pete wasn't grateful, but he didn't understand why Pete wasn't a hundred percent into it until the Coney Island stuff. And I think even at that point, they never had the the tropiness where Harry finds out that Pete's been Spider-Man the whole time and gets angry at him. It's they they immediately click, they're good with it, and they go try and figure out what the fuck the the suit is that Harry now suddenly has. Or the, not the suit at that point, but like the powers that Harry has. And that that carries on for quite a while, like right up into the point where uh Pete gets stabbed and the symbiote then goes to him. I think like their relationship is just so well done that whole time and it almost flops or flips, not flops, flips, where earlier in the game, Pete was very focused on Miles because he was the other Spider-Man. And then at this point where things start changing with, with Harry, it definitely starts going in that direction um, where he is prioritizing stuff with Harry over helping Miles. And you see that most often when the game switches between the two, because you'll have it'll switch to Miles and then Miles will be like, oh, I need to check in with Pete and he'll call him and it'll either go to voicemail or... Pete will be like, hey, sorry, I'm busy right now. Just some, something that's essentially blowing off this kid who needs help from the more experienced Spider-Man. Um, and I have to... I did not properly prepare for this, and I cannot remember the voice actor for Miles. So give me a second to Google that, and I will cut this out, I hope. Okay, found it. It's uh, Najee Jeter is Miles. And I don't know, like, like it's gotten to the point with, with Miles where we've we've had a couple iter- like uh, iterations of him being voiced we've had the game we had into the spider-verse across the spider-verse and i think he might have even popped up in one of like the disney cartoons like the ultimate spider-man cartoon or something i might be wrong on that but i feel like like naji is 
he's the voice I hear for Miles in my head now. The same way when, when I read like a Batman comic, I still hear Kevin Conroy. Like that is just how I hear Batman. Um, and I feel like Najee is actually how I hear Miles. Pete's a little, that hasn't happened with Peter yet. Like, I don't know who I hear in my head for Peter. It's not the three live action guys from the movies. Um, it's probably actually somewhere between Yuri and, um, the nineties cartoon. Cause those are just the two kind of most formative in a weird way, even though one of them is only five years old. Um, but Najee as Miles was fantastic. He, he sounds, like he is actually experiencing what Miles is experiencing. Like he is bringing those emotions and insecurities of being a, a 17 year old and trying to figure out like, what is my life as this superhero? Um, and I feel like just in the game in general, Miles is, he's portrayed better. And I don't mean that like Pete's portrayed poorly or anything like that, but the story itself, while it's a very Peter centric story, I feel like Miles got more growth in it. Um, Pete is just Pete kind of the whole time and, and he has his dip to the bad side, but then he's back to being Pete and he's got that sense of responsibility and, and all of that stuff that, that weighs him down. Miles has that too, but he also has, he has the grief of losing his father, just like Pete has grief. Um, but he's also got community. Um, there are scenes where you're both Spider-Man as Miles or just Miles, like kind of wandering around places where he's interacting with students at his high school. He's at interacting with his neighbors up in Harlem, and you just feel like he is actually part of a community, and you don't get that with Pete. Like, Pete is, Pete's not so much the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man as much as the Spider-Man of Manhattan and Brooklyn and Queens in this one. But, like, Miles actually, Miles feels like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like, he knows people by name, he's gonna, he, and it's silly to say that, but, like, in the game, like, he helps a bunch of kids with their fucking science experiments. Um, he takes pictures for them because they're dr- drone breaks. And that's a hundred percent things that Pete would have done had those side quests been available for him. But it feels more in line with Miles in this game. And I think to an extent, like Miles in this game is the best representation of Miles. Um, I said it before. I mean, I think there's even an article, um, that either myself or Eric wrote on the website in 2012. I did not like Miles when he was introduced. Um, and it's not that like, I guess I didn't dislike. It's just he he didn't feel original. He felt very much like, well, we're just going to introduce this character because we killed off the other one. Like there was nothing special about him. But at a certain point, like they made Miles special in the comics. Like they, they made me care about him to the point where I do. I have every single issue of a Miles Spider-Man book from his first appearance. And I think it was Ultimate Fallout 4 in 2011, 2012, all the way up to whatever the most recent issue of his ongoing series is right now. Um, And like, his book is consistently solid, but I feel like the Miles in these games, just, he feels like the quintessential of that character. He feels like he gets everything from the comics, everything from like Into the Spider-Verse, and it's just this perfect kind of like combination of, so yeah. Um, Back to just the acting in general, I think, like, everyone in the game was actually just very well done. Um, Craven was very intimidating. Um, Laura Bailey as MJ was still good. Um, I'll have more to say about MJ in a few minutes. And, like, all of just kind of, like, the side characters. Um, Miles' mom, um, Haley, which I really like what they do with Haley. Um, by having these characters actually signing in the game and 
there's one portion in the game where you're kind of like telling about you're, well, you're, you're not telling. The game is telling you what happened to Haley during a particular segment. And it's from her POV, so you're actually controlling her. And during that section, there, there's no background music. The sounds are very muffled because she does have um, uh, the implant that I'm drawing a blank on. Cochlear implant, I think it's supposed to be. like to So that she, she can hear noises, but she doesn't hear everything. Like, it's all, at least in the game, it's it's shown as being very muffled and... It's more just the indicator of sound versus actually hearing the sound. And I love that. I think the way that they handle that is really good as somebody who doesn't really know much about being deaf or I've actually, I've never actually had uh, like a personal interaction with somebody that's deaf. So like, I don't know what that's like, but I like that the game uses that um, as a way to show that like, oh no, like she's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, just fantastic as far as the acting goes. Um the, the the core four, we'll call them, Pete, Miles, um, MJ, and Harry are all just fantastic throughout the whole game. Um, aside from the aside from the acting, um, like Venom, right? We all knew Venom was going to be in it. It was kind of anticipated from the end of the first game that Harry was going to end up being Venom. Um, he's in that tank. There's there's the black stuff around him. It's it's an easy assumption. Plus, they they never showed or indicated in Eddie Brock that I can remember. So him being Venom just it works. He was also Venom in the Ultimate un- Universe initially, so it's not that weird. Um, I think the way that they did it, though, was so... It was both unique and classic to kind of Spider-Man in general, by somebody that Spider-Man cares about kind of turning on him. Um, whether it's somebody that always cared about him, or somebody that just pretended to, the way like Norman Osborn, stuff like that, but um, his sort of rise and fall is just... It was kind of unexpected, to be honest. I did not expect him to start out as a hero. So when Harry, I mean, if you, hopefully you've played the game by this point, if you're listening to me ramble like this, but when Harry is introduced, you know, he just kind of shows up. He's like, yeah, I'm better now. Like, like I went through some, some experimental procedures and this disease that killed my mom that I also had seems to be like in check. And you're like, okay, cool. That that's great. Um, and then there's a, Later on the, in the game, uh, there's a, a scene at uh, at Coney Island where the hunters from um, from Craven attack. I'm um, trying to trying to catch another character. I think it was Mysterio, actually. Maybe might be. I might misremember that part a little bit. But uh, when that happens, Harry ends up um, helping Pete, like kind of just by instinct and using the the symbiote to help hold up um, part of a collapsing roller coaster. And, like, from that point on, like, Harry kind of becomes a hero. Like, he actually wears a suit very close to um, the Agent Venom look that Flash wore in in that run of comics where Flash was Venom. And it wasn't until Harry gets the suit back after, like, Pete didn't corrupt it. It was already kind of dark, but it had it had a chance to fully kind of express itself with Pete on the few times it kind of took over and Pete went feral that as soon as Harry gets it back, he becomes Venom. He becomes that hulking monster and starts talking in wheeze versus eyes. And it's basically the, the symbiote isn't, it's not Harry and the symbiote, really. It's it's the symbiote takes over. Harry wants the suit back because it's the only thing keeping him alive. Without that suit, he he is getting progressively sicker. And that whole stretch while Pete has it, Pete initially wants to find a way to give it back to him. But then he's he's addicted to it and, and changes his mind because he thinks... It's worth losing his best friend to be the best Spider-Man. It's not until Miles helps him, well, beats him out of it, that <laughs> that he realizes 
A, that was the wrong move, and B, they need to find a different way to save Harry. Um, so, like, a little, like, I think Harry kind of, for lack of a better term, hulking out when he first gets the, the symbiote back is that, is that anger emotion that he has at Pete for what happened. Cause it's even in some of the dialogue, but it very quickly turns into the symbiote just, it tricks Harry. It, it, the symbiote convinces Harry to just give himself to it. And by doing that, the symbiote has its own plan. And I think this is one of the, the kind of coolest parts of linking this with the comics. They very much leaned into, like the King in Black saga from uh, Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman, where you know there's a meteorite that has the the swirl pattern on it. Um, a lot of allusions to that that style. They never mention King in Black or anything like that. They don't say that um, the symbiote is from like you know it's it's an alien, but they don't say that it's like from a, a race of Clintars or anything like that. So, but the the visual stuff is there for it, and once. Once Venom becomes the big bad, your new villains become other symbiote like spawns that he like breaks off of himself and has um take over just random citizens and they all have the swirly face stuff on them. Like they look like like they're being controlled by null, essentially. Um I wanna say the only one that doesn't is when MJ um gets taken over and turns into Scream. And I thought that was actually that was a very cool nod, cause um I forget who she actually turned into, but during King and Black, MJ from the Spider-Gwen universe becomes a Carnage. I don't know that they ever gave her a name. And it might not have been a Carnage, but she she basically got taken over by like one of the darker symbiotes and was out to k- kill Gwen. So I thought that was like a fun little, I don't know, I might be looking for a connection that's not really there, regardless. Um, so yeah, like all, all of the... All the connective tissue back to that comic arc, which was a really good Venom run, is it's a fun kind of Easter egg for anyone that read it. But they never lean into it too heavy, where it's like, oh, there's there's a symbiote god that's going to show up later, and a, and a sword that the gods can use to kill things. Um, so yeah, Venom, fantastic, loved it. Um, I kind of alluded to this a little bit with some of the, like the acting and stuff, but the the story really was another like kind of emotional roller coaster, even. Even side missions had a lot of emotional impact. Um, Howard from the first game, the the guy with the pigeons that you're kind of like helping out is back. And he has a mission where he asks you to like find a place for his pigeons that's a little more free. Um, That's not like basically he doesn't want them stuck in the city. He wants them to experience something different. And you end up taking them to like a nice park in Queens, kind of not too far from Pete's house. Um, But by the time you get back to where you where you had met Howard, um, Again, like spoilers, uh, he he passed away, and you kind of get that feeling because it's a very simple mission. There's nothing like the the pigeon missions in the first game were frustrating because it was a, it was a chase sequence with a bird, and you just had to wait till you got close enough and and catch it. And depending on what your your stats were with traversal at that time, like it could be a real pain in the ass. Um, but in this one, it, it's really just like you meet Howard and you ha- kind of have like a weird conversation with him before he makes that request and. As soon as you start um, start swinging away, like very dramatic music plays, and you're like, "Oh, this this is gonna be something." And yeah, you get back and you you find out that he's passed away, and he just wanted to make sure that his his birds were okay. And it was, you know, it it hit. Um, but even aside from that, there there's the side missions with Yuri where they're emotional in a different way. There's a lot of anger, a lot of um, vengeance, a lot of um, hurt in those missions based on the stuff that happened. In the, in the first game and in the D- DLC for the first game. And, uh, then like the story itself, you, you've got some very classic Spider-Man moments. Um, 
him trying to save the roller coaster, um, him dealing with the grief of Aunt May, same thing with Miles, Miles trying to like help his community, um, and, and the whole of the city, um, plus him dealing with his feelings towards Mr. Negative, who isn't a, he's not like an antagonist that you're fighting in this one so much as much as he's just like this kind of ever present person that he escapes with, with Craven. Well, he gets abducted by Craven. And then Miles is kind of the first half, three quarters of the game. Miles wants to find him. Like he is dead set on finding the guy responsible for his father's death. And I think the way that that whole thing turns out with, I mean, I think, and again, I might be misremembering this exactly, but I'm pretty sure like Miles tells him, like, I can never forgive you for what you did, but I'm not going to hold on to this hate. And that whole bit's very impactful too. Um, and then probably the most emotional part was the end. Um, the big fight with, um, with Miles and Peter against, against Harry, against Venom. And both, both of them like fighting and arguing and trying to like bring Harry back and only for like Harry to get some of his, um, sense of personality back and basically beg Pete to end him so that this monster can't, can't do what it's doing. Like all Harry wanted to do was, was heal the world with his best friend. And Venom twisted that for him and seeing Pete have to do that. And then that like, just that emotional moments at the, at the end there, which wasn't, it was a very impactful moment, but it wasn't as impactful as the Aunt May scene in the first game. And I'm glad they didn't do that again. Cause to just end two games on such a downer like that would be like, okay, so every one of these now is going to end on somebody dying. But this one, then having Miles come in and be like, I'm going to try this and using his venom shock to basically shock Harry back to life. And, to have that one last kind of um dialogue between him and Pete quickly. Like that was I personally think that was good storytelling. And to know that where this game ends with Harry's not dead, but he's he's in a coma. Like the the doctors don't think he's going to wake up from it because of the disease that he has. And Norman hasn't been able to actually find an alternative cure. That that's something they showed us earlier in the game, um, when the vet when Pete had the Venom symbiote. And that's leading us to both the Green Goblin, I think, because um, Norman gets on a phone at the end and says uh, something about uh, he wants the go- the G-, G serum immediately. Excuse me. And then you also have him blaming Spider-Man, the, the Spider-Man, for what happened to his son, even though that's not the case. And I get that. Like, it, it's grief. This Norman, this Norman is a ruthless businessman, but he's not the villain of the comics. I'd say he's actually somewhere between the the explicitly current Norman Osborn up to like an issue ago where all of his sins removed and he is truly trying to be a better person and to both help Peter and help the world. And that like very, very early pre green goblin Norman where he's just kind of a ruthless businessman. (laughs) Like we know that he's done some shitty stuff because of the things that happened with Martin Lee and with Octavius, but you also see multiple times in this game and in the first one to an extent That, like, all he really wants is for his son to be okay. Like, he lost his wife, and he doesn't want to lose his son, and he needs somebody to put that anger on, and it's easy to blame Spider-Man because Venom had a big fight with Spider-Man, and now Harry's in a coma. Um, So, yeah, there's all that. Um, A few just kind of, like, side character, or not side character things, but side things to mention. Um, I thought the MJ missions were one of the better parts this time. Um... I don't remember exactly what I said in 2018, but I did not 
particularly care for the MJ and Miles stealth missions. Stealth missions in general in games like that, where they're not the main focus, aren't always a lot of fun. It's it's one of the things I, even in games where they are the part of the 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 focus, like one of my least favorite parts of some of the later Assassin's Creed games that I played at least were the 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 tailing missions because they just weren't fun. They were long and the the fail states for them were just brutal. Um, and like the same thing with with Miles and MJ in the first game, like. The littlest mistake, and it was just done. And the, those missions could just drag on for fucking ever. But in this one, like, MJ's a fucking badass. Like, we know from the Miles game that her and Pete were in Skimaria, which I probably said wrong. And, like, sounds like Silver Sable taught her a little bit. And she also got a badass fucking weapon. Uh, she's got, like, a super taser that can just one-shot everybody. Even, like, even the dudes that that Spider-Man takes a while to beat on Craven's team, she just walks up to them, pops them in the neck with it once, and they're out. Um, and it gets upgrades. Like, uh, she eventually gets it upgraded with, um, with a web shooter, so she can shoot them with webs from a distance first, uh, which gives her a chance, because it's not a gun that she can shoot, shoot, um, initially. It's like a, it's a, it's a stun gun. Like, she has to run up and actually hit them with it. So, like, being able to, like, fire a bunch of webs at a dude, then run up and, like, fucking stick them with that and him just drop to the ground. It's like, okay, MJ. Nice. Um, and it's not to say that her missions are easy now, because she she does still only take, like, two hits before she's done. And you still have to think about it, like, stealthily, because you... While you... I played it in a way where I basically just knocked everybody out to make sure that they couldn't come get me. Um, the game does tell you that, like, you can play it stealth and, and creep around everybody for the most part. Um, but I still got caught a bunch of times because she doesn't have the spider sense. Like you're not able to identify exactly where every person is at in as much detail. Um, so there are a few times where like I hit somebody and it turned out the other guy was like right on the other side of a wall and I just didn't fucking notice. Um, but like an another benefit to this game, cause I, I died a couple times as everybody trying to do silly shit. Um, the, the resets, um, the, the, the auto saves are really, really convenient. Um, I never had a situation where, I had to restart, like, a full section. Um, even, like, boss fights. Like, a lot of these boss fights, I would maybe get to, like, the second phase of them, and I would fuck up the dodging or the parrying, because I'm bad at parrying. Um, I've said it before when talking about, like, Souls games. I suck at that. And most of these boss fights, at some point, you have to fucking parry in them. So I died a bunch trying to, like, get the hang of that. But it never resets you back to the beginning of the boss fight, the beginning of the MJ section. It always sets you back up at, like, a convenient spot to where you died. Um, usually, boss fights usually at the beginning of the section. Um, the, like the MJ missions and stuff like that are usually just you know a little while earlier because the game checkpoints pretty pretty conveniently. I feel in those sections. Um, so yeah, the MJ missions were great, and I know that the creators at, at Insomniac have even said like they don't care that she's OP. Like people complained about her in the first one. There's nothing to complain about this time. <laughs> um, I'm drawing a blank on some other stuff I want to say. Um, I guess quickly, I do wish there was some more Black Cat stuff. I think her small bit was actually really well done. I liked the nod to Doctor Strange in it. Um, and I would have liked to see her just, like, pop up again to, like, maybe give them a hand with something. But I also understand, like, she like she got the fuck out of the country. So it's not like, you know, it's not like she's just going to pop back over. Um, I'm looking at my notes real quick. Um, I was a little let down by the podcast in this one, the Jameson and Danica stuff. I thought in in the previous two games, those were like a really fun part of them, and I I wanted to listen to them every time to the point where like I would just stop swinging to finish up one of them before like going to stop a crime or start the next mission. Um, they they weren't they weren't as common in this one. I felt I felt like they were only popping up for very specific things between specific missions. 
Um, and I never felt like I had to finish them because they, they often felt a little rambly in, in a lot of cases. Um, and I guess the, the big thing are there, there were three major things that were alluded to here. Um, the first one, once you finish the flame missions, um, it's carnage. Like, like the, the leader of the flame is, so it's not Cletus Cassidy, but like one of his aliases is Cletus Cassidy. And he takes a, a sample of the symbiote with him and uses the word create carnage or the words create carnage. So like either DLC or the next game or something, we might get carnage and that'll be pretty fucking cool. Um, and then there were two credit and after credit scenes before you could like reload into the game for the final couple of trophies. And the first one is Norman goes to Octavius, who's in prison, and he, he wants to know who the Spider-Men are. And Octavius refuses, but he says that he's writing down, like, the final plan or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's an allusion to the Sinister Six. At least I, th- I, I hope it's an allusion to the Sinister Six. I guess it's there is potential that it could be set up for, like, a superior Spider-Man, which, while I love that arc... Game three can't be superior Spider-Man. You cannot have Pete go bad in game two with Venom and then have him go bad in a different way in the next one. Like, that's that would be shitty. But Sinister Six, like, having all the enemies at... Well, all the enemies that aren't dead yet kind of, like, pair back up. And I guess we don't know for sure that, like, Vulture and Scorpion are dead. Um, It's said that they're dead. I can't see why Kraven wouldn't have killed them. But it's not, you know... We don't know it 100%. <laughs> Um, and there were some other villains that were in the first game or that were in, um, that were not actually part of this game. Like, uh, people found out, went, got out of bounds in the game and found that, uh, like, Rhino's head is, like, mounted on a wall in a room somewhere, alluding to Craven killed him. So, like, hopefully there are enough, like, classic villains not dead or they can write, they can write a way for them not to be dead into this so that we can get a Sinister Six, cause that would be pretty fucking cool. Um, and then, the final little thing was throughout the game, there's hints that uh, Miles' mom um, is is seeing somebody and she wants Miles to meet meet him. And that finally happens in the, in the post credits. And it's a middle aged man opens the door and he kind of steps aside. He's like, oh, and this is my daughter, Cindy. And it's Cindy Moon, um, Silk from the Spider-Man games, who appears to be like Miles' age, which, you know, would be a little bit of a twist on there. But that's super exciting because... I feel like Silk doesn't get as much, uh, as much of the center stage as she could because she's, a, she is an interesting spider themed character that, again, we just don't get a lot of, um, I feel like she came out and then was almost immediately followed by, uh, Spider Gwen and Spider Gwen just blew up and she kind of like fell off to the side a little bit. Um, she's been important in some, in some different crossovers, but she's ne- she never seems to have had the same success as Spider Gwen. So. Seeing, seeing them use her is, is exciting. Um, just look at my notes again. Yeah. Other than that, I'm, I'm hoping, I really hope we get DLC. I'm not entirely sure how, how that would work since the game ends with Pete taking a break from Spider-Man, which you then, when you load back into the game, he is acting as Spider-Man again. So like, <laughs> but regardless of that, um, some DLC would re- be really, really nice. Um, I think there are a handful of things from the game that could be kind of like, expounded on a little bit like the the carnage stuff um not necessarily to have carnage in the game but those missions were tied directly with yuri and i think kind of getting back to that would be nice um maybe having black cat as part of dlc again could be cool um and even something that um so 
this would be a weird thing to do with DLC, and I'm not exactly sure what they could do with it. But one of the things that the games does, and I believe the first game did this too, is as you're playing, and I mentioned this, I'm pretty sure I will mention this when we record in a couple hours in my non-spoilery spoilery bit, but as you're playing, like the enemies that you find on the streets... Um, they get stronger by turning into diff- the different types of enemies. So the early game, it's like robbers and cultists, um, arsonist cultists from the flame. And then once Craven becomes a thing, it starts to be like Craven's like army. And then at the end of the game, it becomes primarily um, symbiotes. But like when the story ends, it is shown that like all the symbiote stuff kind of was was destroyed um, by destroying that rock thing. Even like Venom, like the actual core Venom symbiote, like kind of disintegrates. Which, I guess that also leaves open, like, how the fuck they're going to do Carnage if all the symbiote stuff was gone. Which kind of ties into this. But if you, if you start playing post-credits, because um, you can go back in to finish up trophies and stuff, any any sort of um, disturbance that you, that you try to stop, they're symbiotes. So, they're not all gone. And it would be interesting for DLC to kind of tackle that a little bit and be like, oh, like, all of it wasn't destroyed. And, again, that could, could tie into the Yuri stuff with... Um, potential carnage, not showing us carnage, but leading to that path a little bit more. Um, I'd also like to see see the DLC focus on Miles a little bit more. Um, not because he didn't have a good showing in this game, but because this was very much a Peter-centric game, and the game ends with Miles kind of stepping up to be the main Spider-Man, while Pete focuses on having a life. Like, like he doesn't really have a job, but he he is restarting the foundation that Harry started, named after Harry's mom and Pete's Aunt May. It's kind of like in memory of Harry, um, even though Harry's not gone. So, like, he wants to focus on that. He wants to focus on his relationship. Like, he he wants to get his shit in order. <laughs> um, so having some DLC that kind of expands on Miles, like, introduce us to some potential villains for Miles. Because, like, in the comics, like, he does deal with a lot of Pete's villains, but then he deals with a lot of just, like, weird things that are mostly one-offs um, in a lot of ways. At least, I'm not thinking of any, like, this is a Miles villain. Um, and I think he, he needs some of that. Or he at least needs more time with Pete's villains to be able to make them more his villains. So that in a third game, maybe it can be a story about him with Pete as kind of the secondary. Um... But yeah, I think that is, I think that's like all the spoiler stuff I really want to talk about. Um, I, I adored this game. Um, I love the first one. Spider-Man is one of my favorite fictional characters. Um, if they want to keep making Spider-Man games, I will keep playing them. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll switch back over to the non-spoiler stuff now. Okay. And now those two guys are back. Oh, yeah, we're back. We're still Rich, here. Would you, would you like to talk about City Skylines? Yes. So, City Skylines 2 came out uh, last uh, week on, like, the 28th or something like that. I can't actually remember. Uh, no, probably, like, the 26th uh, of October. Something like that. The last week, the last full week of October. Um, and I didn't get into it until uh, yesterday, or until Monday, playing it on stream. And uh, just for basic, just basic level, it's more City Skylines. Um, what they ha- they did a lot of good with the new systems. They upgraded uh the building system. They upgraded uh like the the um they upgraded road building and made it more um uh, what's the word like more precise. They made it so that the roads aren't as like as frustrating to work with at times. Um, 
they also upgraded the the lot sizes that you can or they technically in a sense downgraded and made the lot sizes smaller but made it so that you didn't have to purchase lots right next to each other so you could have like settlements or not settlements but like s- smaller towns around your city and not having to connect all of the all of the lots together which is nice um they 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 streamlined a lot of the game which is nice uh and and they made they made building satisfying they upgraded city skylines for the most part it's a good game if you like city skylines you're gonna like it but was it worth a hundred dollars though so it, it's it, it was ninety dollars i believe uh, we're rounding I, up was it worth a hundred dollars because i got the expansion set and by the end of next quarter i'm sure it'll be worth that much money we'll so, see by the end of quarter two it should it'll have all the content that's supposed to release for the expansion for the expansion set at that point it should be worth it i mean right now i would say no not really uh there so you, I, yeah. I have a quick question for you yeah is this like a you basically pre-purchased um dlc for it or did they have expansion content at release there was some expansion content at release that you'd only get for getting the expansion pass. Um, they're like, there's vanilla stuff. So uh, let me just pull up the Steam page real quick. I had it up and I closed it out a little bit ago. Um, just so I can like say what, what's in that, that expansion pass. Um, so the base game and if you bought the expansion pass, the San Francisco asset set was unlocked, which I believe is like a map. Uh, and some different assets that you could have in the game. That's about it. It's nothing major. You, if you bought the game, the basic game, you don't get the San Francisco set. If you buy the expansion set, you get the San Francisco. Then quarter four, okay. we get beach properties and a new radio station, which is another asset pack for the beach properties. Quarter one, we get uh, a full content pack, so like a, of urban promenades, modern architecture. There's two separate asset or content packs and another radio station. And quarter two. You get the Bridges and Ports expansion. Um, so, like, the additional $30, uh, $49.99, Yeah, the additional $40. Wow, I didn't realize that. <laughs> um, the additional $40 is probably on par, depending on what if there's anything else included in that expansion in the future. I don't think there will be. It's fine. Uh, because they continue to update the game outside of the expansion passes some things are free i i could care less i couldn't care less about the radio stations like it, it, half the time i play with them off anyway so it doesn't matter um the asset it's cool to have the added assets but like for instance the san francisco set coming into it right away i didn't even know that I, you can't tell that you don't have the san francisco set so it's like it's not like it really makes a difference at long um but like when mm-hmm. i get the beach properties and things like that my the map i'm currently playing on doesn't really have any beaches so that doesn't matter also the issue is like it is oceanside but there's no beaches oceanside there's no beach there's no sand on the oceanside that i have so it's like all right well that's kind of that's kind of lame um but Besides, like, the overall gameplay being more streamlined, they they made it, like, more of a kind of RPG sense, where as you reach milestones, you get, um, basically tech points that you can put into, uh, upgrading different services, like your roads, and uh, being able to purchase, uh, your tech tree and get better roads, or get better, uh, water sewer features, or get better whatever, rather than them just saying, hey, here's what you get at these... It's here's your here's your points. Spend them how you want to build your city, which 
again, that's cool. Like it, it is an upgrade to the game. Um, and, and that, that feature is really cool this way. It's like you can figure out what you want to do first. What do you want to focus on? My problem with the game is they released content six months ago for City Skyline. Oh, wow. Was it, I remember you talking about it. I didn't realize it was that recently. Uh, at least, at least six months ago, if not more. And that, that was content I didn't even get. It might have been less than six months ago, actually. Um, but they released content, let's say, six months ago for City Skylines that's not in City Skylines 2. They really, and it wasn't just an asset pack. It was actual gameplay content that they released for City Skylines that is not in City Skylines 2. Like, so, like, what? What, what does that mean? Let's, let's open up the City Skylines 1 Steam page so I can remember what was recently released. Um, uh, where is it at? Bundle info, I guess, right here. Uh, what do I not own for City Sky? Um, let's see. I don't care about the radio. You own everything. I don't. There's stuff I, I haven't purchased anything since the um since the uh what's it called pack the uh the um shit uh uh um airports pack. So uh it, they released um uh September of last year. They released plazas and promenades, which was which they might be kind of releasing that, but pro- plazas and promenades was you you're you were able to make like um uh a uh, a uh, uh, pedestrian only regions and areas. Now there are pedestrian roads there, but like the pedestrian only regions, like there's there's not really there there are some things from that that might be a little bit of a uh of of an explanation. Brooklyn. Uh, they released the Brooklyn pack, which they kind of have Brooklyn stuff. So here we go. Hotels and retreats. They released hotels and retreats May of this year. That was their last D- major DLC. And what that did was that gave you, um, that gave you the, uh, the ability to like have a hotel line in your city and have different hotels. And it was more end game gameplay where it was, managing and and upgrading your hotel line to make more of a profit and to create your city more of a touristy location. There's no hotel stuff in this. They had a a uh an airports DLC uh uh in 22 maybe 2021. I think it was like May of 22. Um that like they that gave you modular airports that you could build out and upgrade and create. January of 2022 was the airports DLC. They don't have the modular airports. The, so is this one, like a thing that like the game just wouldn't support right now, do you think? Or do you think that they're just holding it so that you have to buy it later? I'm convinced they're holding off so that we, they, that, so that we can buy that so that we'll have to buy it later. There are airports in the game, but it's not going to be like the modular airports from the DLC. And that's the other problem. Like there are, they have the industries DLC, which was one of the biggest DLCs, one of the best DLCs of city skylines where you could have you would have your say your your mining industry and as you upgraded it you unlocked more assets to use and you could create your mining location whereas in city skylines 2 your generic they have an expanded industries where it's you have your industry locations and then you have your specialty industries like mining farming logging oil and whatnot however all it is is you place the home base and you spread out how big it can be. And it just grows from there. You can't upgrade it or anything else. It's not modular. It's not like upgradable. It's just, here's your thing. They had 
park a park life dlc that lets you do you would create the park area you would have certain assets that go specifically into the park and and then you would upgrade your park make it a big park that lets you do um like zoos and and um zoos city parks uh um uh, uh uh what's the word um camping camping areas like resort camping resort areas whatever the word is um campgrounds that's it and uh amusement parks and things like that that's not in city skylines too that was some of the biggest gameplay stuff like the modular stuff that they that added that is really stupid the, yeah exactly like there are things missing in this game that a hundred percent you know they're gonna put in there that they just didn't like and like yeah. that that just seems like a silly like for a game like that I could understand if everything was like back to the basics because then it's like yeah this is a brand new game like we're we're kind of starting over but it really does sound like it's it's less of a new game and more of a we're just going to expand upon everything we've done in like a new package yeah and like they what they they made the game a lot more technical they made the money make more sense they made they like the 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 building is better. They have not opened up the ability to mod the game yet. There's no modding yet, still. So you can't, you can't go into City Skylines to workshop on Steam and, and download mods. You can't do that. You can't get, you can't have the move it mod, which helps you move things around and place things. You can't have the Rico mod where you can place things where they're not supposed to. Same with Anarchy and things like that. Like it's only specific. You, you have to play by their, how they want you to play. But like, they Man, fuck their rules. Play how you want. And that's the thing. Like, they knew people liked the Move It mod. They knew people liked Anarchy. They knew people liked Rico. So why not just have it in the game? Why not put that in the game right off the bat? Here's the Move It mod. Here's Rico. Here's... Not necessarily... I, I, I guess it makes sense for Anarchy. But, like, here's the prop line tool where you can place a bunch of props in a line instead of having to click for each spot. Like, here's... like. People like this stuff. Why didn't you put that in there? Why do I have to wait for a mod developer to, to mod that? Doesn't make sense. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's missing a lot of features because they brought it back to ground zero and, or, or to ground floor. And it's, it's just, it's missing. It, it's got some cool new features, but it's also just feels like it's missing features. And it's missing some of the stuff that I liked playing. I liked making these parks. And there's also, you don't have the, at the, um, the, the assets to be able to place in a park, to be able to even make a park. You don't have fences. The, here's, here's the biggest thing that I think they fucked up on is one of the later, releases of city skylines it might have been it might have been the uh the very last one i told you about that came out in may i can't remember what it's called but there was a recent release that added the ability to not zone to be able to turn off zoning for a road you just would you would click this thing and you could have either have it zone on the left side the right side or not at all that's not in this game and they have a lot of assets in this game that are really good for instance, they have a lot of, uh, like mid tier assets where it's like, say like Brooklyn, Camden, uh, uh, like, like South Philly, where it's like, it's the row houses all next to each other. And it's like the three, four row houses. They have a lot of those assets that like, if you set up a normal, like a, a, a 10 by 15 block and you place that there, some of them might build on the side street where then it's not just, it's not connecting properly. And it's like, all right, well, if if I could just turn off zoning on the side streets 
and then have these built in a line next to each other like they're supposed to be, that would make this a lot easier. I spent 20 minutes the other day trying to figure out how to get a line of row houses next to each other. Like, basically, my <laughs> house, my my street. I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out how to build this so that I can have an alleyway behind the streets with my line of houses on either side of the alleyway facing the main roads. I wanted that. I wanted, like, I f- it feels like a Philly type, Philly slash New York style, like, road right there. That because I cannot turn off zoning, every time I would place the, the alleyway road, it would mess up the zone, it would mess up the zoning from the other ones and shorten up what zones can be placed to where it, it just, it, it, it ended up not a hundred percent working the way I wanted it to unless I expanded out the block a lot further, which would mean I would have to redevelop the entire area of that city, which I've already spent 20 minutes trying to figure out deleting these roads and then rebuilding them so that it would, it, because what the game does is it prioritizes old, old zoning before new zoning. So if I build the, I, if I build Jefferson Street and Thomas Street, which are east west streets, and then I build Elm and Oak, which are north south streets, it's going to prioritize zoning on Jefferson and Thomas first before Elm and Oak. But if I build Jefferson, Elm, Thomas, Oak, it'll go and prioritize Jefferson, Elm, Thomas, and Oak. So Oak would have like maybe one or two houses capable of being uh, uh, zoned. And so then it's like, all right, well, I have to delete the ones that I don't want to be zoned and then rebuild them. It's just, it's, why did you take away this feature? Why did you take away these things that people like? Yeah, it's all, it's, it's funny. This isn't all that different to what Drew was saying about um, NHL. Like, there are iterations on games that didn't need to have things removed, but had things removed. And the difference, the and the biggest difference between the two is there's a very active modding community for City Skylines, especially if you play on PC and on Steam. These mods will be in the game as soon as they open up the workshop capabilities of City Skylines 2. They will be in that game. So why didn't you just put it in there? Why did you add it in May of last year to City Skylines 1, but not have it in September of this year for City Skylines 2? It, because they need you to spend more money. Yeah, exactly. They, they will add that. They, that will be a feature they'll add in five years when City Skylines 3 is about to come out and they're done with City Skylines. Capitalism. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, the game only runs at 30 frames per second, which really doesn't bother me. My, my monitor isn't that strong, so it's fine, but some people don't like it. Like, there's, there's a lot of good features about this game, but there's also just a lot of, like, like, alright, why didn't you do it this way when you knew this is how the players wanted to play it? Because fuck the players. Pretty much. No, like, they're very, they're very responsive, uh, like, team, they'll, they'll listen to the players, and they'll, they, they released, they had uh, streamers and and creators like YouTubers. They gave them access to the game like two months ago, and anything that those the those creators didn't like or needed wanted fixing, they added. Like it's the dumbest thing to want, but they added the ability to see uh, the contour marks of your land, which wasn't originally in the game. So when you first started the game up, you would not be able to set up a view to see how your land is contouring. They had to add that, which makes no sense why they didn't just have that in the game. Yeah, that is actually kind of weird. It's just, they're making, Paradox is making some silly decisions with this thing, or Colossal is making some silly decisions. Boycott the game. I, I, look, I, I played it 
for a few hours. It's going to be a game that I may occasionally play on bonus streams or whatever, or I may play just by myself. Because uh, I, I do need to get better with the newer systems before I start, like, strictly playing it. A lot of people are having issues with, with uh, how the game runs. I had a few frame rate hiccups here or there, but nothing too major. Uh, but there are people sitting here saying the game is unplayable. But if you turn off, like, one feature, it's fine. The game is absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, p- people always overreact to yeah. stuff like that. But it, it does sound like the game is just, it's lacking a lot of what you wanted out of it. It's 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 lacking all of the content that they put into City Skylines 1 for the last five years. Like, that's what it's lacking. Or more than five years. I think City Skylines 1 was like a 2016 game. I can't even remember. I didn't get it till 2020, but City Skylines 1 is older than you think. 2015. I, that, that sounds right. Like, the one thing, some of the newer stuff, stuff from newer expansions not being in this game, is the issue of them kind of double programming, like, uh, developing games. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I'm sure the City Skylines 2 development had to have been underway, bef- like, you know, what, probably two years ago. So Minimum. Some of these things they're putting in expansions for a game that they've had running for seven years, like but, just might not work in the new thing. But it's like dumb because it's still on the same engine. You would think it would, but of course it's not going to. But then that's like, well, why the fuck were you just putting out expansions and not just putting out the new game? Not just focusing on the new game. Well, they wanted to capitalize on keep making money on the game that they knew they were going to make money on. Maybe they weren't super confident in City Skylines too. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? Like, not this is not defending them being you know wanting to make money, but I I bet part of it too. Uh, and what Drew said actually made me think of this. Um, the same people making City Skylines two were not the same people making those expansions. Like they yeah. they had to have had two different teams working on it, and they did not have those two teams overlapping. So the people doing City Skylines two probably had no idea what was going into the first game in like a fundamental level. Like they knew there was they knew there was content going in, but their focus was what their game pitch was. Yes, and yes. That, like that's 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 so, I understand having to release DLC, but that's a bad way to do it. But totally and totally agree. But like. And, and yeah, the, the modern stuff from 2020, let's say 2021 and beyond, that stuff not being on there makes sense. But why aren't there the modular parks that were in, that were one of the earliest DLCs released? Why aren't yeah, there, yeah. like, the, the zoning for, um, as far as I can tell, I haven't really played a lot into, uh, like the districting and things like that. But I, I don't know if they're zoning for hotels or for leisure or for bars and things like that, which was added early on in City Skylines 1. Why isn't there any of that if there isn't? I don't know if there is. Like, the, the park life is, the park life in the industry is really like the thing that makes me the most angry because the industry is so basic in that. Industry is just place down your, place down the main location and then there's just, there's a ring that you can expand it out its boundary out to expand their boundary out as far as you can on that ring. And then it just does its thing. It's like the, 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 that's, that's dumb. That sucks. And it looks bad because it's like, for instance, if you're in a mining industry, everything is just grayed on the land that you just built your mining. Industry. That's it. It just looks gray. And maybe if you're lucky, there's a giant extractor somewhere on that land. Otherwise there's, it's just a grayed out area. Same with farming. Like, farming is just, it's green or yellow. 
depending on whatever is being grown there. You can't you can't even pick what's being grown on the farmland. You can't say, "Oh, this is a this is a cattle farm. I want cattle on this land." No, it's just a square of land that is growing a farm. <laughs> it, it's it's dumb. Like I, I I and again, like once once they open up the mo- everything to modding, then once they make it so that the modding community can get into this game, everything people are asking for is going to be in there. But like the, the biggest thing to me is I understand, yes, maybe the team who was working on doing the zoning, dezoning, uh, in, in City Skylines 1 DLC weren't talking and letting know, like, hey, this is what we're adding. But that's something that people have always wanted is to be able to not zone on certain lands to be able to tell the game where you want to zone why is that not just a normal feature it just doesn't make sense yeah it really doesn't like agreed yeah like it, it sounds like it was a mistake buying this is, is what i'm hearing no i mean i haven't really you, played you've wasted your money this game is never going to be good you should request your money back before you can anymore. i i can't i already played more than two hours what an idiot um like yeah, maybe I should have tried it on Game Pass first. Um, I also oh, did it go right to Game Pass? It went right to Game Pass. Um, I also didn't pre-order it, and there was pre-order bundle bonuses that I didn't get because I didn't pre-order it. I just bought it the day of. Um, so like I don't, but it's again the pre-order stuff was asset packs or was like a map pack or something like that. It wasn't. It's not even a big deal. Uh, but yeah, well, like they added some features that like people wanted in the game. It seems, but they didn't. They took away features that people liked that they added in the other game. And I'm just yeah, I don't. I I I just I hate it. It's it's frustrating. And like I agree, if you're gonna be working on City Skylines too, maybe don't do DLC and just have everyone on City Skylines. Like don't continue to work on game game mechanics for city skylines if you're not going to have those game mechanics on city skylines 2 and if you're going to create city skylines 2 seven eight years eight years after if you're going to release city skylines 2 eight years after city skylines i would say everything that's in the game up until development starts should be in city skylines 2 it's that simple yeah yeah i i'm trying to think of like not like 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 devil's advocate essentially the only other other kind of argument i can think that would come from their side of it would be and i, I don't know the studio or the publisher so so this might be completely wrong is they still needed income to be able to continue making city skylines too the way to do that was to continue having a side team make dlc even though people are then going to expect that stuff to be in the new game oh and absolutely. I, I only yeah, I only say that just because, like, I've read some of these these books from, like, Jason Schreier and Cliff Blazinski, where, like, they talk about, like, studios that went under and, like, kind of, like, what they tried to do to not go under. And a lot of it was, well, let's spin off a, a group of people and have them work on kind of this BS stuff over here just to get some, like, money coming in so that we can maybe finish this thing that we're actually trying to work on. Yeah, totally possible. I, absolutely, like I totally get it. Um, I was trying to see what else um, uh, Colossal Order, who's the developer, had created, but they j- it brings me all the way over, just immediately over to Paradox, which is the publisher. So I can't see what else Colossal Order has on Steam. Um, to like say like oh here, but yeah, a hundred percent. Like yeah, they they were relying on the every four to six months payday of City Skylines 2, I totally understand. I think it's like every six months they were releasing content, as well as releasing new content 
or like free some free content and things like that as well. Like, yeah, it, it makes sense that like they needed to stay afloat, so they kept releasing this stuff. But again, then if every it, it, then everything up until 2020 should have been in City Skyline. If you started developing City Skylines two uh, in let's say 2019, everything from 2015 to 2019 should have been in City Skyline. I don't think that's unreasonable to have expected. Yeah, I like I agree with you there. Yeah, like I said, I was just trying to throw out like things that I can think of that could be from their end of it, not to defend yeah. them, but just it's it's that, and it's again like it's a very active modding community that have modded the game to have better quality of life gameplay styles with the move it mod where you can activate the move it mod and you can move things freely after placing them down. Yes. Does it break the game a little bit? Yeah, a little bit because you don't have to pay to relocate things. You don't have to delete it and, and build it to re like pay it when you rebuild it, you can just move it. But like, it also makes building easier because you can adjust how you're building. So it makes building a little bit easier when it comes to roads and things like that. There's the Rico mod, which lets you build like just all of the assets as you go through all of the assets in the game and build whatever specific assets you want. So you can plot out your entire town area with the Rico mod and placing the, the whatever level houses you want in that region and having it the way you want it to look. Like, why don't you, why can't I just place buildings? Well, I like, I like being able to just zone an area, but some areas I want it to look a specific way. And in order to do that, I, I may now have to play, um, uh, uh, what is, what is that game where you're hitting things with the mallet? Um, whack a mole. Yeah, I now have to play whack-a-mole, deleting the buildings that I don't want built in here because I can't say I just want this type of building built. Like, the uh, the Anarchy mod is... The Anarchy just lets you do things that you're not... that the, the game says you're not supposed to be able to do, like placing trees in the middle of the road. That's not that big of a deal, but you tend to always have to download the Anarchy mod to be able to do things like Rico and other things like that. It's just... It, it doesn't make sense why they, like... Why they didn't see what these modders did and say... Let's just have that in the base game because we know they're going to just want it and somebody's going to make it anyway. Yeah, I mean, hey, and like you said, maybe in like a year it'll actually be a good game. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping by quarter 2 of next year like it'll have enough content. Again, I'll still play it. I'll keep playing it at least uh once once a week or every every once in a while. It runs fine for me. It doesn't cause me any, any issues. Um I'm I am I'm glad I didn't continue to purchase the DLC that I didn't have for City Skylines uh, as they came out, because uh, there's a supposedly $128 worth of DLC that I didn't get for City Skylines 1. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, $128. The, like, that's just my price on sale right now. I don't know how much it would cost to get everything for City Skylines um, if, if you don't already own it. But also, again, a lot of that stuff is... Like content creator pack, K-pop radio station. I don't like that. Eighties. I don't care about. The Why don't 80s you downtown. like a K-pop radio station? I don't listen to the music in game. I will turn the well, music off and I'll listen. Why just not? To, because it's it's not always good. It's honestly, it's, it's City Skylines one music was bad. It was straight. It was bad. Like uh, there was map packs and things like that. Financial I, districts was another one that they released December. Of can't believe you hate K-pop is you, what you're you, saying. You were able to build banks and have a banking system and have uh, Wall Street in your city. Fuck Wall Street, but still, you were able to do Wall Street in your city, and you can't do Wall Street. That is act. Yeah, like a lot of that stuff is very stupid. Yeah, but like 
again, they added some stuff where, like, some of the buildings are modular. Some of them, like, you can upgrade your high school to have a sports field. That's all it says is a sports facility. And there's a, a football and a track. A football field and track and track that circles around the football field uh, in a stadium that you can build behind your high school. You can make, like, some of the buildings larger. Like, your, 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 um, your basic clinic, you can add a an ambulance depot so that it, there's more ambulances and go out if someone's sick or same with the fire station or police station, you can make the, you can add like a garage or whatever to make more vehicles, uh, things like that. You can add like a promenade or, or just an expansion to your high school or to your elementary schools to be able to hold more students. Like those are cool because it's like, all right, now I don't have to, I don't have to build 17 elementary schools for a city of 5,000 people. I can build one and expand upon it and have enough people for have enough space. But then it's like, all right, well, I, I want to build, I want to build a, a, a zoo. Why can't I build a zoo? Because you haven't watched the Matt Damon movie. True. Like that's actually part. That's how you unlock that. You have to purchase the digital version of we bought a zoo on steam and it will unlock the ability to build a zoo in city skylines too. But I don't want to build, I don't want to buy a zoo. I want to build a zoo. It's different. No, I get that, but you you have to see the movie first. But Otherwise, you're not going to know how to run a zoo. What if I already seen the movie? You haven't though. How do you know that? Because you just said you've never seen it. I don't. I never said I never seen it. I just said you have to watch. Um, we bought a zoo first with Matt Damon, and you said, "Oh yeah, no." You no, know, because I don't want to watch it again. So you have seen it. I'm not saying whether I have or haven't. I'm just saying I don't want to watch it. Well, I, to be fair, I did not say you had to watch it. I simply said you had to buy it. I don't want to buy it. Well, I mean, you already spent all this money on DLC that's not out yet. What's a movie? It's an old movie, too. It's probably like $7. Maybe, but I just don't want to watch it. And you don't have to watch it. I don't want to buy it something I'm not going to watch. But it'll unlock the DLC. But it won't. You don't know that. I mean, but then I'll just wait for the DLC to be available to where I can buy it without having to buy a movie. It's going to be $20 like that. Absolutely. $7 to unlock it by buying a movie. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. This game just—they were relying on the DLCs for money, hundred percent. And oh yeah, like maybe maybe Paradox, who is their publisher, was like, "Hey, we need City Skylines too." Like, hey, people are loving this game now that they're stuck at home, and it was free for everyone on the PlayStation, and they all love it. Oh, that's it, right, it was a PS Plus game. Yeah, it was a PS Plus game, April of twenty twenty. I kid you not, it was April of twenty twenty. That's why everyone played it. Not me. Or it was either April or March or April, because it was that same uh, month was also Sims 2 or 3 or whatever the most recent Sims was. Yeah, actually, Sims 4, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Sims 4 is coming out. No, Sims 4 has been out for like three years. So then maybe it was Sims 4. I don't remember. I don't know. If it was PS Plus, I own it. I've never downloaded or launched it, though. Yeah, I did. Well, because it's your favorite Um, game ever. I take that back. The Sims 4 has been out for almost a decade. I thought so. When you said like three years, I'm just like, no. But I also don't know because I, I I don't really follow The Sims. But yeah, like Sims, Sims Four came Sims, out in 2014. But and and Sims Four had the same uh same basically the same support that like Sims that City Skylines did. They kept just giving more assets, upgrading the game as you bought the new assets, as you bought the new DLCs. Like there's tons of fucking DLC for Sims. Oh yeah, there's so much. But like. All anyone really does in The Sims is finds interesting ways to kill their their people. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen people uh, do. Um, somebody did a Black Widow challenge where they had to 
marry and kill eight people and be nice. rich at the end of it. Um, and then I, I actually watch a stream, uh, a YouTuber, uh, who plays, uh, 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 Sims four. I know there's, and, I know there's like the, the hundred baby challenge thing too, where like you have to like keep a, a family line going through like a hundred children yeah. basically. Yeah. And like, it doesn't, it's not the same person having a hundred, but it's like, you might get to like their great, great, great grandchild before yeah. you have the hundredth. So I have I I watch a streamer who does uh it's called they do um the not so berry challenge is what they called it and so it's them their their main sim is supposed to be like a uh like a trickster and a mischievous person who is a scientist become a mad scientist and get max level in mischief their next generation has to become like the president of Simtopia or whatever. Um, and then there might be something else with their last generation. They're doing another playthrough that's just called Occult Legacy, where they have to do, um, they had, they, they had to get abducted by, uh, aliens and have a baby. An alien baby who then, uh, whose then objective is to go into outer space and be an astronaut. They also, there's like the map that they're playing on is also, uh, like it's called Strangerville. So there's a bunch of like weird things happening there. You have to kill the mother plant. Apparently there's like, combat in this one and you have to fight a mother plant or something yeah yeah i know uh, uh several years ago now giant bomb did a uh they called it 13 deadly sims where um what one of their one of the people on staff there was like a big sims player and she set up a game where they 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 did use like the codes to get money so that they could build like a, a large house and like outfit it correctly and then made characters for all of the current staff of the site and each episode, they would pull out um, a name and a way that they die out of, like, a hat. And she would work towards getting the, the character to die that way. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think one of them was, like, old age, but there was, like, die on the toilet. um, Like, die from sadness or loneliness or something like that. Um, Like, just some, some of them were, like, very goofy. Some of them were, like, a little more straightforward. But it it was a very fun series to watch as, like... That the people in the house just slowly kind of like dwindled to none. Yeah, and um, uh, this this YouTuber they had one of their characters, and they ended up like reloading because they don't know why it happened, but they think they believed the character died of embarrassment after peeing their pants. Oh yeah, that can happen. Yeah, that was one of the it. things that they had to do. They had to die of embarrassment on the the giant bomb show. Yeah, it was, and that one took. A, I remember that one taking a while because you had to get like all of their stuff so like worn down and then have them do something like pee their pants. Yeah. Um, and be because like the house had to be built in a certain way so that people wouldn't like suffer unnecessarily. Like the house had multiple bathrooms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was actually a little bit of a challenge to both make somebody that miserable and also make sure that they didn't just force themselves to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, but anything else you want to say about city skylines? No, that's it. I'll play it more uh not sure when but i'll be playing it more for sure might have more to talk about it in the future maybe when the new content gets released probably in february or march or whatever april i don't know but or yeah. 2024 you know when it, whenever they get around to it yeah it, it probably won't really talk much about it anymore i just really wanted to complain about the fact that it's missing content that was in the game for at least four years yeah dude totally understandable um but that is probably going to do it for this week, then. Um, unless, Drew, anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Cool. So, yeah, this will do it for, for this week, then. Um, 
Next week will be our next book club, which will be the first uh, 180-ish seven pages of World War Z. Um, it's up to the chapter titled Around the World and Above. So we'll talk yes. about that then. Um, but other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of it helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline, or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Now, Rich, what is your uh, streaming stuff looking like? Uh, check me out on twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts, where I video game stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, we got a, a loaded up uh, schedule coming up with uh, this Sunday. I'll be starting Baldur's Gate, hoping to start around 12 or 1 o'clock Eastern time. Going to go most of the day, as well as on uh, Sunday and Monday. Tuesday, we'll be back to the We Were Here series, and Thursday's uh, 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 Sea of Thieves with the Detriments. Um, this coming Friday on the 10th, I will be playing our next Friday. So I don't really know why I'm plugging it already, but I'll be plugging it anyway. We'll be playing some uh, Among Us with friends to celebrate me reaching 400 and now 410 followers, uh, which was my end of year goal. My original end of year goal was 500 followers, but I adjusted it to 400 when things got really slow throughout. So, yeah. Nice. Well, congratulations on hitting a next, another milestone. Thanks. Um, And we're also... As of recording right now, one month away from PAX Unplugged. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I December 1st. I won't be there the first day. It's cool. Drew and I will. I mean, I'm, I might I might, I might, do the whole work over time and just be told to leave early if she remembers to do that. She probably won't. What? And I'll just what get five if, hours overtime. What if you just left at 12 and didn't tell anybody? I Have mean, you I'm... seen the episode of The Simpsons where Homer <laughs> works from home? And just gets the little bird thing that just keeps hitting Y on the keyboard. No, knowing Have you considered my, doing that? Knowing my luck, I, there will be an emergency 911 have to get done right before I leave. Or right as I'm leaving or just after I leave or something like that. But also, I get work sent to me up until 4.30. So, and even later than 4.00, I sometimes get work sent to me at 5.01. That they sometimes expect me to have done at 5.01. So it, that, that won't get done if I'm not there and they'll get upset and mad at me because I was on the clock the whole time. Yeah, so but they just, can't fire you because they, they don't, they have, don't have coverage. They don't have overhead. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But other than that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.